Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, November 22nd. Thank you guys for tuning in. I see the phone lines lighting up. Uh, We just want everyone to know if you have a comment or a question for tonight's guest, you can give us a call at uh, 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. I'm going to turn it over quickly to Denise. Good evening, everyone, and once again, thank you all for joining us tonight. Just a quick reminder, I will be over on Twitter for a tweet chat, and we are using the hashtag Beauty Talk as well as Definition of Beauty. Again, we're using Beauty Talk and Definition of Beauty, and we are Beauty underscore Talk on Twitter, Beauty underscore Talk. All right, we're just going to jump right into tonight's show. Tonight, we have uh, Miss Terry J. Vaughn on the line with us tonight. We're going to bring Terry on. Hi, Terry. How are you? Hi, ladies. How are you? Oh, good. Good to hear your voice. I know. I haven't seen either of you in so long. I know. It's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> But you're always running around, traveling, directing stuff. I am. I know. I'm in Connecticut right now, <laughs> directing a movie. <laughs> I know. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, what, let's see. I think the last time 
we worked with you was Ricky Smiley Show, maybe? Maybe. I, I don't but even no, know. I, I think I worked with you on, on a movie, though. A movie, um, oh, God, it, I don't know what it, the last name I remembered it being called was Digital Lives Matter. I can't remember. I think the name changed. Oh, yeah, no, that's still it. Hashtag oh, okay. Digital so Lives Matter with DC Young Fly. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, and that was, <laughs> oh, that was still a minute ago. That was about six years ago, maybe, or more. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, been doing it's been a long time. What have you been doing the last six years? So, I've been um, being a mommy <laughs> to my three <laughs> wonderful children. Being a wife, being a career woman, um, you know, just still doing my thing, doing what I love, just living my life, um, being really fortunate, staying busy with work. I've Mm -hmm. I've directed. um, So Digital Lives Matter, that was my directing debut. That was my first directing gig, Miss Denise. Thank you. Yeah. And... um, (laughs) And since then, I've directed, I want to say, six other projects. Oh, nice. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so awesome. I've been busy. I have been busy. And I, I got to work on um, Insecure as a, on, on the acting side, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I like being able to jump back and forth. Uh, yeah. Because exactly. I love them both equally. They, they feed both sides of me. I was I was gonna ask do you prefer one over the other, but you answered that. <laughs> yeah, no, I love them both. I always love being an actor. Um, I think that's one of the things that that makes me a great director, really, because mm-hmm. I love acting. I love actors. I understand actors. Um, I speak their language, and I respect mm-hmm. them so much because I know I know what it's it is to be an actor. I know what we put ourselves through. I know how we prepare for roles. And when you don't know, it seems like it could be so easy. So you take it for granted and you're like, oh, this is an actor. Oh, they just act. You know, they say their lines. They walk here. Um, right. But I know that there's so much more that goes into it. So yeah. I love both I love both sides. Directing so what- allows me to be the boss. So, you know, it sees my bossy <laughs> side. Yeah. <laughs> Now, what would you say attracted you to directing? Um, I re- it's just my my love for actors and storytelling, um, mm-hmm. and and being in control. To be honest, I've always mm-hmm. been that kind of person. Anyway, I went to school mm-hmm. for business, so I'm you know I'm not surprised. I didn't. I never planned to be on this side. But right. mm-hmm. but I'm not surprised that I'm that I'm here. It yeah. feels so right. Yeah. Now you know who's turning out to be um, a nice little actor himself. Your hubby. Oh yeah, yeah he's amazing. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, he is. He's actually in um. Where is he? He's in Dow oh, Fort Worth doing a play right now. Oh my goodness! Oh wow! <laughs> I know. So you guys are like, "Well, where's the kids? We don't know." Right? Where are the kids? <laughs> <laughs> they have home. I don't know. <laughs> you, you have you 
have your Somebody oldest son. Your oldest son is taking care of the younger two. Okay, I get it. <laughs> sure. Okay. I just called. He's not even home. I'm like, where did oh, he <laughs> How old is he now? He's 19. Okay, 19. Okay. Yeah. Oh, He's 19. Then I have my 12 year old and then a six year old girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. You no, know, the girl, she's over at her cousin's house. So <laughs> it's just the 19 year old and the 12 year old are at home. Gotcha. Nice. And gotcha. grandpa's around. Uh huh. You know, that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, it takes a village. Oh, it does. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> it does. you're up in you're up in Connecticut. Um, mm-hmm. How is how are you how are you feeling about being on set um, during these COVID times? And now there's a lot a lot of new things and a new way of doing things. How's it going for you? Yeah. Um, I you know the one thing about our industry is that you know they don't play around when it comes to um, safety. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the beautiful things that I, I love about our industry is that um, is that they they take care of their their people, and so there's a lot of rules and, and stuff that we have to follow, and that the production company has to provide for us to stay safe. Um, you know, we're testing every other day. We have to test. Everyone has to wear a mask except for the actors when they're performing. Um, we still have to social distance as much as possible. Um, so, you know, we, we, have, we have to ab- abide by these rules, somebody on set, making sure that we do that. Um, so, I, I mean, I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable when everything is in place and, you know, yeah. and the rules are in place and there's somebody there to oversee it. And so that's what right. we have when we're on set. Right. Good. Nice. Nice. So I feel comfortable. Well, let me, I do. Let me just let me just say this, and I'm I'm just starting to say this to a lot of people that I know that are working on set because sometimes uh-huh. you know it starts out one way because I've, I've I've I hear from people who are back at work now and who are experiencing different things and things aren't working out the way um, they thought it would or the way that it did at first. So let me just say to you. If it gets uh-huh. to the point where, you know, you all are working and, and you know, people kind of slack up a little bit and get a little comfortable and, and you see something that's not right, please say uh-huh. something. And, or if you, if, you don't, oh, yeah. if you don't feel safe, if you don't feel comfortable, please just say something so that production can get it right. Because there are a lot of people working Absolutely. and they don't want to say anything because they know they need to work. But I'd rather say something than to be sick later. So just please say Absolutely. something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Trust me, when I'm on when I'm in this position, I'm mama bear. Um yes. right. seeing everybody like this is my family. I gotta make sure everybody is safe. I don't bite my tongue about anything. Anything. Whether it's about this situation with COVID, whether it's, you know, the way somebody's talking to somebody. I don't bite my tongue about anything. Um, so yes, you are right. People need to, um, you know, say something and then those that are in higher positions that when, you know, somebody feels like they don't have a voice or they're afraid to use their voice, mm-hmm. it's our duty to stand up for those people and make sure that we are 
you know, using our voice to make it right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me ask you, Carrie. Um, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying we just want everybody to be safe. Yeah, for sure. Um, So we're going back just a little bit, like earlier, and there's so much that has taken place in 2020 so far. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, with COVID and everything, um, a lot of times, for for the most part, a lot of productions were shut down and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also, you know, we had the, the George Floyd situation. Mm-hmm. And do you do you think now that all of this stuff has happened, COVID, the George Floyd situation, all the unrest in the country, um, the election, um, everything that's going on, I, I know it is it has opened the eyes of everyone actually. Mm-hmm. Um, do you notice any changes now in our industry since all of this has happened? Are you noticing anything I, different? I will say that I know that the calls went out. Mm-hmm. We need we want to hire somebody of color. We want to hire a woman. We want to hire black people. We want, I know those calls went out because I got calls. Right. I know other people mm-hmm. that got calls. Now, what I'm hoping is is that it's not just a Band-Aid or something just to – to preserve the image right now, and then it falls back right. into the same old thing because that has happened several times in our industry. Um, right. In front of the camera, what we see on TV, where there's a plethora of black shows on, uh, black um, mm-hmm. opportunities for black people to work, and then all of a sudden they go away and then it's quiet and it's not that many black shows on TV and everybody's trying to you know find a job, and then it comes back and then it goes away. Um, so I think that we, now that these doors are kind of cracking open to let some people in, I think that mm-hmm. we have to be proactive in nudging those doors wider open or, or when we're in those doors, creating some new space and new opportunities, putting ourselves in positions to do things on our own. I think that that's, that's the biggest thing is using whatever opportunities are being open to create a space for you to create your own um, because that is mm. needed too. That's needed too. Yes. And I think that we can't be quiet about it. Like, you know, almost like what you were saying earlier about, you know, being on set, we're happy to work. So people won't say anything if they see something going mm-hmm. wrong. It's like mm-hmm. now we can't be quiet about, you know, the stories that are being told or how you're telling the story or who's telling the story or what's not being told, what is missing. We can't be quiet about that anymore. Um, I've never been a person to be quiet about it, but I think definitely now as a, as a whole, we, we need to make sure that we're not quiet and that we are being proactive um, now and and make it a norm, make it normal, not make it like a big deal, like, oh, there's an opportunity for a black show. You know, it should just be the norm. Um, right. And I, I think that we have a lot to do with that, too, not just the powers that be. 
Yeah. That's true. That's true. Now, when yeah. speaking of the George Floyd situation and all the social unrest that's gone on, what what have you been saying to your children about this? Um, you know, I've just been honest. Um, and, you know, they see me be very emotional. They see me be very vulnerable about these situations. They see how heart-wrenching it is. Um, you know, especially my sons, especially my older son, just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always questioning him. So he's always thinking about it. I think a lot of times because he hasn't experienced something himself or he just didn't yeah. notice something happening to him um, because, you know, we've provided these worlds for them that very, you know, cookie cutter almost. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, because we want them to have a different kind of life. We want them to have better than we have. And so they're they're not even living in the type of neighborhoods and stuff where you see a lot of a lot of things happening like it was when I grew up. But he but the times are just so different now. I mean, you could be anywhere and get pulled over and. You know, so I'm always asking him questions, making sure that he's aware, that he's thinking when you walk out that door, that you're thinking, like, how you're representing yourself. You're thinking about, um, you know, what you and your friends are doing when you're out, how loud you are, how um, aware you are. If, you know, if, if you see, and not just cops, but if you see, you know, I have to talk to them. If you see some pickup trucks with the fill of white boys, y'all don't don't go that way. Go the other way. Um, if you, you know, just to try to avoid the situation instead of having to confront the situation, because if they have to confront the situation, you just don't know how it's going to end up. So I rather them to try to, their best to try to avoid it. Um, and then if they are in the situation, are what me and my husband always tell them is the goal is to get home. And once you get yeah. home, let us, let us deal with it. It's like, don't try right. to deal with it right there in the moment. Just focus on, okay, how can I get home? And then once you get home, let's all sit down and figure out who we going to call and what we're going to do, you know, but the mm-hmm. goal is to get home and then we'll figure out right. the rest from there. Um, so, you know, it's, it's it makes me really sad that we have to have these conversations with our kids, but it's just, it is what it is. And it's the life and the world that we live in. And it's the, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's the burden that we have to carry being born black in this country. Mm -hmm. That's the burden that black people have to walk around with all the time. And, you know, that is a burden, but how, awfully magnificent and great are we to have carried this burden from century after century after century and still thrive as the people that we are. So, you know, just because we have this burden, it doesn't make us weak. It doesn't make us small. It doesn't make, it actually makes us strong. It makes us wise. It makes us brilliant. It makes us all these things. So it's a burden that we have to carry because of the color of our skin and how people are, just how people Mm -hmm. are. And there's nothing we can do about that. Um, but also, you know, not to look at it as it's something wrong with you or 
you are, you know, less than because you have to carry that burden. Actually, you're stronger to me because we have to carry that burden. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we've been asking um, our last few guests this question. Um, What are your thoughts on Kamala Harris being our first black and female vice president? Oh, my God. It's uh, Again, you know, you guys know I'm a very emotional person. So, again, I made my kids, we sat down and we watched when she um, gave her speech at the, um, once they announced that they won. Mm Yes. And I cried. And and it's so funny because, you know, kids are so silly. Lola was, uh, I made Lola sit with me and we were watching. And, you know, she's wilding out. We're sitting on the couch, and I'm just listening, and I'm crying. Tears are rolling down just because I'm so proud, and <laughs> I'm feeling the things that she's saying. And Lola's like, Mom, you're crying. <laughs> she's just cracking up. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I am, because I'm so full of joy, because are you listening to what she's saying? <laughs> So, you know, I just allow them to experience it with me. However, they're taking it in, but they get to see how it affects mommy, honestly. And, you Mm -hmm. know, and Kamala, she's a homegirl. I'm from the Bay Area. from San Francisco. So we've crossed paths before. She actually um, came and spoke at one of our fundraisers for Take Wings Foundation many years ago. Um, So, you know, she's a homegirl for me. And I love seeing her up there, but more than I love just seeing her up there just because she's black, I love the bravery of what she's saying. Um, Because, you know, so many times it's like in politics or in the the spotlight when you're a celebrity, people, we watch what we say. We kind of alter to soften it, to make everybody feel included, to... Right. And she, when she literally said out her mouth, and black women, yes, I want to thank black women who won this campaign. Without them, we right. would not have won. And to hear her say that and to acknowledge the power that we carry and the strength that we carry was so I don't know, it just made me release so much angst because I feel like as black women, we do all these amazing things just because of that's just who we are and that's what we carry. But we're used to not being recognized for it. We're used to not Mm -hmm. getting recognition for it. We're used to not being, um, uh, you know, um, given any kind of attention or spotlight or anything. We're used to it. And we still show mm-hmm. up and we still are awesome and we still are the great. We're still all these things without ever being acknowledged for it. And to hear her actually go on television on this huge platform and to specifically point out black women in that way, that was so huge for me. Yes. I agree. I agree. And so how so how important is it the fact that she's vice president elect? How important do you think is that for for young black and brown girls um around the world to see that? I I mean it, it it's ama- it's amazing. It's so 
you know, because we, a lot of, a lot of us, we, we, we don't dream outside of what we see. And if you never see it, you never even think about it. You never even think that it's something you can accomplish, think it's something you can do, think it's something you can have. But now they can right. see what can be. Right. And that's huge. Representation is everything on all levels. And so that's huge. But it's also important just for the, the world overall. To see a black woman in that position is not just great for us and our race and um, us as black women, it's amazing for the world to get to see um, the greatness of, of, of a black woman. So they mm-hmm. can start changing their dialogue, so they can start changing their thoughts. That can only make the world a better place. Right. Right. It's, so it's I'm, so I'm happy overall just for the world that she's in that position. It's so funny because when you were talking about your daughter was laughing at you because you were crying, I was thinking to myself, when she grows up, this is really going to be just the norm for her. Yeah. To see, to see women in these positions. So like right now, yes. you know, looking back on it, she's, she's you know, it's, it's really not going to be such a big deal for her. But, but then once she grows up and she sees it and she talks to you then about, what that moment meant, then she'll get it. But, I mean, from this day forward, this is the norm, and I'm happy about that. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's great for the world because it should be the norm. It should 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 be be the the norm. norm. Whoever is the the best person, it shouldn't have anything to do with, and that's going to be the norm for for her. That's how she's going to think. And I never got to grow up thinking like that. So that, we didn't know it, was, awesome. it was a reality. It was never a reality. Exactly. You know, it's, it's just like growing up. I, I never knew I would be a makeup artist because that's, that's just not what I saw. Growing up, I saw mm-hmm. doctors, lawyers, teachers, police officers, right. firemen, you know what I mean? And out of all that, I want to be the teacher. You know, but it's not right. until you experience different things in life and you actually see different things in life that you realize, wait a minute. I can do something else other than the, the standard four or five things that I thought I could only do. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, so right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Now we can see it now. We can see it. Yep. If, you know, so if we can see it and yeah, we'll be able to dream and achieve any of it. That's right. Just got to be able to That's see it. So talk to us a little bit about Take Wings. I just want you to talk, just introduce Take Wings to our listening audience for those who may not know anything about your Take Wings Foundation. Um, So it's a mentoring program um, that um, it actually started out so many years ago. It's, I want to say in 19, (laughs) (laughs) no, it was, God dog, when was I on the Steve Harvey show? I can't even remember. 1997. 1997. So 1997. When, yeah, yeah, that's when Take Wings. So I got on the Steve Harvey show. I, I grew up in, you know, in the hood, in the at-risk community. And mm-hmm. um, I saw, you know, a lot of girls my age as a teenager, I saw a lot of us just making wrong decisions, wanting the drug dealer boyfriend or 
being boosters and just making bad decisions as young girls mm-hmm. because we that's the way we thought that you you can, you know, get nice things in life or, you know, have mm-hmm. a, a good life. And me and my sister, we were just very fortunate that we grew up in the household that we grew up in where my mom was, like, really adamant about school. So we always got good grades. And when I went off to college, I just knew I wanted to do something for girls that were growing up in my neighborhood um, so that they could see or, you know, want to have something better and bigger than the four corners or four blocks that we were living on. And so when I got on the Steve Harvey show, I was like, you know what, I'm going to invite 40 girls from the old neighborhood um, out to dinner. And just so we can just talk and they can, um, you know, ask me questions. I can share my journey growing up in the same neighborhood that they're growing up in now. Um, So I did. I invited 40 girls out to dinner. Um, and I invited two other celebrity friends with me. It was, um, Kelly Williams that was on Family Matters and, Mm -hmm. um, and, oh my God, who was the other, oh my, my brain. It was, um, (laughs) God dog it, I can't remember. The mother on Parenthood. Mm. I can't remember. Um, So anyway, so we flew out to San Francisco, had dinner with these girls, and they were just asking us a bunch of questions. They were, you know, sharing stories. We were sharing stories. There was a lot of laughs, a lot of tears. And and I just started having that dinner every year from that point on. And um, the more I did it, the more people heard about it, um, the – Universal, the lot that we were working on at the time, they made uh, wanted to make a donation, and I w- we weren't a nonprofit. I was just taking girls to dinner, so um, so we ended up turning <laughs> into a nonprofit and and uh, creating more programs for girls throughout the years where we would um, throughout the year where we would have um, workshops throughout the year teaching them different things like restaurant etiquette, doing makeup. Um, styling yourself, um, conflict resolution, um, just different, different, just life skills. And um, we would do this throughout the year. And we, you know, we worked with girls that were 13 to 18 years old um, that were growing up in at-risk communities all around the San Francisco Bay Area. Then we started working with girls that were in the foster care system. And, you know, we've, we've worked with so many girls and still in touch with so many of them. Um, and it's really changed several of their lives, several of them. Wow. And um, takewings.org is the uh, website if you want to go and get more information. That's, that's amazing. It really is. <clears throat> It really is because each of those girls can take those experiences and guess what? They can look back and help somebody else. Oh, and they do. They do. A lot of times they want to come back. They ask what they can do. They they mentor some of the younger girls. They'll come in and talk or at the fundraisers. So, yeah, they do. They come back. It matters. 
I didn't realize that um, I was on mute. I was having a conversation with myself, but <laughs> finally realized I was on mute. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> but um, I just tweeted out um, uh, the, the website for Take Wings. But what we're trying to do here with, like, tonight's conversations and the conversations that we've been having um, all along on the definition of beauty is to basically get women, grown women and young girls, to kind of realize their own beauty because most women, when you talk to pe- talk to women, a lot of them mm-hmm. don't feel beautiful, and they don't mm-hmm. feel beautiful because of reasons of like you know self you know they're they don't have self love. Um, they're looking. Mm-hmm. There's some some women are always looking for love, you know, looking to be validated. They have low self-esteem. Um, some mm-hmm. young girls, you know, they've, they've been bullied, so that causes them to have, you know, depression mm-hmm. and to have low self-esteem. And so we, we're kind of wanting these conversations to to speak to those women, to speak to those young girls so that, you know, so that they know, number one, they're not in it by themselves. You know, we That's all have right. our own issues in our own ways. Absolutely. But we can overcome that, you know, and so I think sharing mm-hmm. stories and sharing experiences help us to, to kind of overcome some of those things like do you, I mean and I, I'm kind of answering my own question because I, I know the answer to, to this but I don't know if, if there's something in particular that you can speak to this about but how do you think the girls that take wings would benefit from hearing this conversation tonight and, and, and from some of the things that we're going to talk about in, in the next few minutes as well like I mean I, I mean I don't know the, the girls that you know that maybe they come from um you know, all different backgrounds, you know, maybe, you know, I know you mentioned being at risk youth, but, you know, do some of them deal with some of these issues of, you know, low self-esteem and and things like that? Of course, most of them do. Most of them do. Um, we, We work with so many girls that are in the foster care system. And, you know, so most of these girls have been, um, They've either been abandoned by parents, they've been um, taken advantage of or molested by people that were supposed to be protecting them. Um, so any any person who has had this to, done to them would have low self-esteem. And these are young girls um, that have experienced, like, these horrific things in their lives and seen horrific things happen to people that they love they love in their lives and now they're staying in a foster home with people that are not blood relative to them so it's like they're tr- trying to figure out you know who they belong to who really does love them who really is going to be there for them how do they love themselves so they have every reason every reason in the world to have low self esteem and I tell them this so that they don't beat themselves up, so they don't feel like they're inadequate or they're dumb or they're um, weak because they feel that way. They have every right to feel that way. But though they have a right to feel that way, they also have the opportunity to to focus and work to help themselves not not just buy into it that that's their plight, that that's who they are because that's how they're feeling right now. And, you know, a lot of times I tell them because of their experiences and the things that they have been through, 
they are they are more powerful than than most people that they can walk into rooms and as as they get older and as they you know you know grow into women and have to go out into the world they've they've experienced stuff that would have crushed crumbled killed some people wouldn't be been able to move go on but they're still going on they're still getting up every day they're still going to school every day they're still trying to get good grades they're still hoping and dreaming about something and because of that they're already leaps and bounds of head of so many people in the world if they can if they can start to look at their trauma and the things that have happened to them as almost a um uh, not, not I don't want to say that it's a blessing, but it's almost a it. It was almost something that that because you got through it and you're still showing up, you're so much more stronger, wiser, brilliant than somebody that never had to experience any of that, that had it easy breezy and is living through life. Now, when they have challenges in their 20s, they're going to not know how to deal with it. You, on the other hand, you started dealing with challenges that you got through at the age of 12, and now you're this woman that has gotten through all of this stuff, and now you walk into a boardroom and somebody's being shitty towards you or somebody says something, that's not going to affect you. You don't care. You know the stuff that you've gotten through? So I can right. look at people in their face and be like, oh, you're saying that to me? Like, that's nothing to me. Do you know what right. I've gotten through? So I try to get them to turn it around so they can see see how it's poured into their strength more than, it, more than it's chipping away at making them weak. Um, because there's nothing right. I can do now about it because it happened. So I can't. I can't make it not have happened to you, but I can make you start trying to th- thinking of it as um, something like a muscle that you had to work to get through, and now that you're through it, you're stronger. Um, so I can right. get them to start trying to think about it that way. And, you know, feelings of insecurity, feeling inadequate, feeling not pretty, feeling unwanted, those are things that we all feel. We've all felt mm-hmm. that um, at all ages. I mean, there are still some days that I can wake up and I can feel not my best. I can still feel like, um, you know, I'm, I'm lacking in some kind of way. I still have those moments. But the difference now when I have those moments, I know how to talk to myself and remind myself of the lie of that and those words right. um, because right. they're just not true. I just have to keep, I have to remind myself. So it's not that we don't feel those feelings and don't have those moments. We do. We all do. But I'm mature enough now to know that's the lie. Um, The truth is, is that I'm, I'm great, that I'm talented, that I have a bunch of loving support around me that, that strengthens me that um that I can walk into any room and I'm, you know, equally adequate um to be there because I'm in the room. If I wasn't, I wouldn't be in the room, but obviously I'm supposed yeah. to be here. 
because I have something to give, you know, and, you know, I, sometimes I still have, I have to just remind myself. I have to remind myself. So that, that's not, that's not unnormal. Like people, you're not, you're not uh, abnormal when you feel that way. That's, that's normal. You just have to know how to talk yourself out of it because it's not true. That's right. Absolutely. So that's, I think that's a great lead up to um, the big question. And uh, um, what is your definition of beauty? Can you explain your definition of beauty? Um, yeah, to me, beauty is confidence, um, being confident in, um, in who you are and, and what you, what you bring, what your strengths are. You know, I, I feel like, I like to make people laugh. I like to be genuine with people. I like to look people in their eyes. I like people to feel like I'm present with them. I like people to feel special when they're around me. Um, I I love humor. I like to make people. So these are the things that I feel like I can bring to, to people's life. This is what I bring. That's my light into the world. Um, and that makes me confident. I can I can lean into that anytime. There's several things that I can't do well, but I know what I do do well, and I can be completely confident in what I do well, and that makes me happy. So I'm the person in the room when I show up. I bring that. Somebody else brings something else. Denise, you bring something. Janice, you bring something. Um, so that's that's beautiful to me. And then. Um, being at peace with who you are and meaning that, you know, I, I'm, I'm at peace because I know that I only wish, I wish you love. I wish, I wish um, beauty and greatness for everybody. I don't, I, I try to be nice to people. I try to show up for people. I try to do my best in any situation. So when I go home at night, I can be at peace with who I am. I'm peaceful in my home. Um, I don't have, you know, a bunch of skeletons trying to jump out my closet that I got to be unsure of. Um, <laughs> I'm at peace because I'm just living, I'm living the life that I want to live. So I don't have to live a lie. And so I'm peaceful. Yeah, right. um, so I think that's a part of being beautiful. And then being loving, just being kind and loving to other human beings. Um, when people are mean, they have a, a energy that's not beautiful. And I don't care what you look like, the energy that you bring is the beauty that you bring. Um, the exterior things are really minimal. Um, you, can, you can be gorgeous, striking, but if you, when you open your mouth, you're spewing gossip and lies or um, just hatefulness. Nobody wants to be around you, so that's just not beautiful. <laughs> so right. being loving, being confident, and being at peace yeah, with yourself and who you are, um, nice. that's nice. beauty. I love that. I love that. Now, has there ever been a time in your life when you didn't feel beautiful? Sure. 
there's been a lot of times in my life where I felt unsure about myself. There's been a lot of times when I tried to fit in um, because that's what I thought somebody wanted me to be or this is what I was supposed to be like because, you know, that's what they say. And when I just wasn't being myself, when I wasn't authentically being myself and I was trying to fit in, um, I did not feel beautiful at all. Um, when you're, when you, when you, you know when you're being true to yourself. You know when mm-hmm. you're being outside of your skin and you're not being truthful. You don't feel confident in those moments. Um, I feel at this time, and I'm 51 now, this is, I mean, I feel amazing. I feel like I don't have to hide any of who I am. And the people that can take me, take me, and the people that can't, they're not supposed to be in the circle. And that's so fine with me. You know, everybody has to find their place. Um, And I've never been more confident than I am right now, ever. Wow. Wow. That's nice to hear. And I actually, I, I, I can hear that. I really can. Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> and so and then, so that's the energy that I, I I embrace everybody else in. So mm-hmm. it makes me feel good to love people where they are. And I genuinely right. just feel that way. Like I don't wanna you know, I, I I spend so much less time like being judgmental or chastising in any kind of way with the choices that people make. Now, I do believe that as a, a true friend and a real um, confident person, I do feel like when when I should speak up when I feel like people aren't doing stuff right, or if you're if I know that if I if you're my friend and I know that you're not being genuine to yourself or who you are, it's my job as your friend to bring it to your attention and just to let you right. know and then let you make the decision from there. But if I'm the loving person that I say I am and the friend that I say I am and I want you to be your best and I want you to shine and um, live to your, you know, the the highest potential that you can, I have to be honest when I feel like that you're not, that you're shortchanging yourself in a loving right. way. And then we move on. Like, you either take it and, you know, receive it, or you think I'm crazy and we still just keep going. Right. Right. Now, we're um, getting a question. Let's see here. That's being asked. And... One of our listeners wants to know, have you ever experienced any adversity on set as a black woman in the director role? Of course. Um, Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, there's been times where I've had had to work with um, older white men um, and 
me as the director, I'm asking asking him for something, and he's trying to tell me that no, he he doesn't want to do it, or he doesn't feel like that's what I should do. And I've had to definitely stand up for myself and say, you know, I'll take it in because it's a collaborative form, and I love being collaborative, but there's a difference between being collaborative and sharing your um, artistic views and just blatantly saying that you're not going to do it. There's, you know, as a director, it's my job to, to create the vision, and it's your job to give me what I'm asking for. And basically that's what I had to break it down to him. And, um, and, you know, I've had to stand up for myself several times on set that way. Um, And, you know, at the beginning I was very trepidatious about it. I was, I was, you know, a little unsure. I wasn't as confident um, in my choices as I am now, but I think that's, you know, that's a part of it. It's a part of growth. I was new, so I was learning. I was filling out my space. I was trying to understand who I was as a director in this role. Um, and, you know, now I'm, I'm so confident about what I don't know and about what I do know, and I don't have mm-hmm. a hang-up about either or. Um, so I don't have a hang-up about asking questions when I don't know something. Um, but when I do know something and I, and I ask for something and it's my, it's my job to ask for what I want, I definitely am not going to just settle on somebody telling me they're not going to do it. And I've, I've had to deal with that and I've had to address it. And um, we got through the movie how I needed to get through it, um, you know, and it was funny. I remember in this certain situation, the um, one of the producers and my first AD, they asked me, well, do you want to fire him? And I said, no, because he's a good DP. I want him to just do what I tell him to do. And, you know, that was – the old me, the when the new director me, I would have I would have probably said yes because I would have been mm-hmm. afraid to keep him on set and afraid of the the um you know going to head head to head with him and mm-hmm. I would have tried to avoid it. But n- now I, I I don't feel that way at all. I feel like I want I want good people, and if you're good and I chose you, then you. You do your job. Now, if you want to quit, that's on you. I don't want to fire right. you. I want you to do what I said. So, you know, right. we got through it. That's good. We got through it. <laughs> and, you know, it's been a journey. It's been difficult getting, um, getting other offers and getting other jobs, um, that you know that 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 you're qualified for, but you know it's just a matter of time, and you just keep going. So I just keep yeah. going. That's good. That's, that's all you can do is just keep going. Yeah, that's the, that's the right thing to do. Um, back to back to beauty. Um, what's your message to young girls who are influenced by social media? Uh, what would you say to them about beauty and self worth? 
Um, and it's you know what? And it did again. This is a um, a good question for for everybody, not even young girls. Yeah. Because I know, yeah. you know, grown women. <laughs> grown women, and even myself, I've had to catch myself sometimes. You know, yeah. social media is so it's such a, a platform of it's it's art. It's it's uh, painted pictures. It's make believe it's whatever you want it to be and so when you're scrolling through and you see all these beautiful faces and these beautiful bodies and you feel like oh my skin doesn't look like that or my makeup doesn't look like that or my body doesn't look like that most times barriers don't either (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. all you know it's all painted it's all made up or professionally lit and it's all you know it's all these things and so Mm -hmm. I would say um I would say remember just think if you had if you had the lights and you had the camera and you had the makeup and you had the team you could look like that too so it's not it's not that they don't look like you they do when they don't have that whole team there and those, whole, those <laughs> right. lights and those filters on. They do. That's right. Um, they do. Right. And you could look like them if you had all that stuff. So it's it's <laughs> it's really you just have to put it on an equal level. But what we're looking at, it's not it's not equal because you're sitting at home. Uh, you know, without a professional, without a Denise or a Janice in your Janice in your um, bathroom to do your makeup. <laughs> so you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna look like they look on set. You're not gonna look like that, and it's okay because when they're not on set, they don't look like that either. So you just have to remind right. yourself that. And and if it's a goal of yours to get, then okay, then what do you, what does that really mean for you? If if it's a goal that you want to look like these, um, the beautiful models or beautiful actors or beautiful people or social media influencers, if that's your goal, okay, so what do you, so you have to just break that down for you. So what does that mean that I want to do? Why is that my goal? Is it my goal that I want, I want to have a career where I have to put on makeup to look like that all the time? Is that my goal? Is my goal that I want to have a fit body like that? Is that my goal? So whatever the goal is, like, you just got to ask yourself questions about what it really is, or or is it that you just want to take pretty pictures, that you just want to mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. like that in pictures? Like, what's the real, what's the end goal for you? So when you break right. it down in, like, real-life terms, you got to just start start answering real-life questions. So if that's what you right. want to do, then what does it take to be a model or what does it take to be in some kind of job where you got to get your face made up all the time? What does that mean? You want to be a news anchor? You want to be an actor? You want to be a model? You want to be a, a sportscaster? I, I don't know. But find out where your interests are um, to put yourself in a position to get made up to look like that. Because nobody's right. looking like that just getting out their bed People are getting made up, and you have to remember that. And then remember that everybody's journey is different. That's what I always have to remind myself of is that, um, you know, because I see, of course, I have so many peers and a a lot of people in my business 
And if I get caught up in watching, like, oh, my God, she's working on that set. Oh, my God, she's working with that person. Oh, my God, she's, she got that deal. Oh, my God, you know, because I'm seeing, scrolling through social media, seeing all this good news for everybody. And I'm like, oh, well, where's my good news? How come I'm not working with that person? And I have to stop, get back to reality. Okay, but what are you doing, Terry? What is it that you're doing? Right. Oh, you have this movie that you're about to direct? Oh, you have this beautiful daughter that you're playing with right now. Oh, you have this amazing husband that shows up for you. You know, it's like you got to start breaking it down to what is your real life and what do you really want and stop comparing to what people are posting on social media. People are only going to post the good parts. Nobody's posting the bad shit. Everybody's posting the good parts. (laughs) Right. So you have to remind yourself of that. Right. But, you know, it's so I hope that wasn't too raw. <laughs> no, no. No, no. That was it was <laughs> but it, it reminded me of um, of when, uh, like, I used, you know, different actresses used to come, you know, to set, whether it was a television show or a movie or whatever, you know, like in the last few years. And they all wanted so much makeup that I started feeling like, okay, mm. This is not reality TV, and that was, you know, and I would look at some of these people like, mm-hmm. okay, but re- remember, you're the professional actress who's been doing this for years. This is what I'm saying to myself. You've been doing this for years, mm-hmm. and you know that that in this, you know, your character is is pretty much dictated by the script. Whatever the script says, right. your character is that's your character. You know that you're an actress, you're a professional, you know that. So like all this stuff is running through my head and it would kind of sadden me a bit that here I am thinking, wow, this person yeah. that I'm thinking could possibly have so much confidence. You know, they, they've done this, they've done that. And like, and now yeah. you're wanting to look like that. Yep. I'm not yep. saying there's anything wrong with looking like somebody from reality TV, but you know, that's not you. Come on. Right. You know, you know that's not you, and that's not what you do when you come to work. Like, why Why are you wanting that? And it's like kind of got to step back and just kind of – you almost have to put yourself in their shoes and think about, okay, where are they now in their career and yeah. their life? That, you know, what's yeah. causing this? You know, why yeah. Why are they wanting this? You know what I mean? So it's, it's yeah. it goes deeper than just what you see, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? But a lot of this stuff, is it's not necessary. You know, most of these, yep. most people to me look so much more beautiful in their natural state without all of that. That is so true. That you know, is I so mean, yeah, true. For, for the photo, of course, for the photo, you're going to look great if you got makeup on, you got your hair done, you got the, the total package, you're going to look awesome. But when you come yep. out of all of that and you're just being Terry or you're just being Janice or being Denise, you look, sometimes I think people look so much better, just natural. I agree. But that's I if you agree. Have the confidence. If, if you're confident, though, you know, yeah. and you just got person, to me, you are. If you have to take 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 care of yourself, it's like you do. You have to. You have to be healthy. You have to, like, you know. I I don't like to wear a lot of makeup. I just don't. So. What that means for me is that Terry has to make sure she's doing what she can to make sure her skin looks good because I don't like to wear a lot of makeup. 
So I got to do That's stuff it. to make sure that my skin is looking good. I want to drink a lot of water. I got to eat a certain way. I want to exercise. Yep. You know, I want to do all the things that the girl that gives my facials tell me what to do with washing. That's and right. All that stuff. Yep. It's like, yep. because I don't like to wear a lot of makeup. And so yep. we got to get, you. I don't know, you, we just got to, and every, like you said, everybody feels it because, Mm-hmm. Here you are, you know, working, and I know a lot of, especially a lot of young people, people think that just because we're on TV or we're in these movies and we're a celebrity that we just have all this confidence and we're mm-hmm. so okay with who we are and how we look. And and most of the time we're not. We're mm-hmm. not because we're because we work in a business that is very judgmental. We work in yep. a business that looks at your face and tells you, oh, yep. you look too old, oh, you look too this, oh, That's you it. look too bad, oh, you're not pretty anymore. Yep. I mean, literally, this business tells you that. And then not mm-hmm. to mention social media, you don't know how many times I'll post a picture without makeup on because I don't really care. I like I like being without makeup. But so many times people post that terrible things. Oh, you're looking your mm-hmm. age now. Oh, you look old. Oh, you used to look good. Or you know, and people post those things and say that. And I'm like, this yeah. world is so crazy. This world is so yep. crazy. I would never say those words to anybody. I would never to tell anybody. anybody that. That is so nope. harsh and so mean. And you know, I just it it it's it's crazy. So people should know that everybody, nobody is, nobody is, um, is not experiencing those moments. Right. We all have those right. moments where we yep. feel like we're trying to keep up with either how we used to look or trying to keep yep. up with how the next girl was so pretty who just walked out your chair. I want to look like that girl. <laughs> You know, it's like we all go through it. And so, you know, you just got to, you got to find your, your confidence. You got to find that voice inside that talks down that other voice. Right. Really do. Because that other, that voice is always going to come. That monkey chatter, it's always there. It's always Mm -hmm. going to be like, did you see her? Or did you, you know, it's always there. So you have to you have to empower that your other voice, the other voice that knows the truth, and be like, right. mm-hmm. you know, I am enough. I am beautiful. I have this. I have that. Um, whatever it is, and surround yourself around real people that genuinely love you and remind you of your beauty. And I'm not talking about just your face beauty of how you look, but the beauty of who you are. The beauty of your gift to the world, um, right? The mm-hmm. beauty of being around you. Um, surround yourself around people like that, and not people that are just looking. You know, too many young people. They're all doing the same thing. Like they're all looking at the social media platforms and trying to keep up with that. And so, if mm-hmm. they're all doing it, if I'm only surrounded by friends who do that same thing and we're all doing it, who's speaking truth and light and power into you guys if you're all doing mm-hmm. the same thing? 
you got to find a new friend that doesn't do that. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That's right. <laughs> I can't imagine. That would be so crazy. I could not imagine if all of my friends, I'm thinking about my closest friends, like Melinda Williams and Polari Park. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine if we all was just panicky on social media, trying to keep up, just wanting to be, and we were just feeding that to each other. It would be a mess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Terry, we're going to ask you this last question because we know you're you're working. Are you working tomorrow? I am. <clears throat> you are working. Okay, so we're going to get this last question out of the way so that you can get off and get a good night's sleep. But what is the importance of positive communication in relationships between women and also uh, between young girls? Because I heard Darn, you say, what we, did we were just talking about that. We just said it, didn't we? We did. I, I love, well, I was, yeah, I was just saying, like, you got to be careful about who your, who are your friends. What are you guys oh, yeah. feeding each other? Um, I love my girlfriends. I love my girlfriends. I, I can't imagine. I love the relationship between women because <clears throat> only another woman can understand what a woman goes through. Like those little insecurities that we have in our minds, um, um, being mothers, being wives, being career women, juggling things, um, aging, um, getting older, uh, wanting our bodies to do a certain thing and it ain't doing it no more. You know, just only things that women can understand. I love having women in my life that I can be free and talk about those things with. I love pouring into women and reminding each other how beautiful you are, how amazing you are, because I feel like when I hear it from another woman, I feel like I I love getting compliments from women more than I do from men Mm -hmm. because I feel like a woman means it because she has no reason to tell me this. I feel like men feel like they want to make you feel like they want to make, they either want to be with you or they want you to feel confident enough so they don't have to baby you. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And a woman telling you that she's not getting anything from you. She's just, she, she just wants you to feel good and just know. And, you know, I, I always try to make sure that I am, that I'm full of, of um, honest compliments and reminders. Yes, honest. Honest compliments and reminders to women in my life and and even women that I just meet. Um, Yeah. It just, I don't know, it's just a different kind of confidence builder. And I I just think, go ahead. No, go ahead and finish. Go ahead and finish. I was going to say, I just think that, that we... We are our best cheerleaders for ourselves. Yeah. Um, and I would just love if more of us were confident enough and sure enough to 
to love on each other more. To yeah, be I was, more, I was... more of each other's cheerleaders um, without feeling like I want to get something from you or I'm losing something. If you feel if you feel good, that means I'm I I can't feel good too. Like we can't feel good at right. the same time. Right. Um, I just wish that we could would commend that more. I mean, I. I know a lot of amazing women that are like or that are amazing and like that, but I I just don't think it's enough. I don't think it's enough yeah. around the world. Because I was going to say to to have that type of circle of friends, they would have to number one be very honest, and in order oh, for yeah. them to be honest, they have to be secure with themselves. Yeah. Um, because like you said, like you, you know, they're not going to mean it if they if they're not secure within themselves. They they're not going to tell you something honestly that's going to you know that's going to benefit you if they if, if they're not secure with themselves. They'll they'll probably say something to make you know because that's what you want to hear, but it may not necessarily right. be what they think is the truth. So I mean, so they have right. to be secure within themselves, and you know, and just the whole honesty aspect is what is what makes it um, great, I think. But I think we like you said we need more of that. We need more of that. Yeah. We need more young girls, especially teenagers, to have that type of circle of friends, you know, who are going to be honest with them and who are going to give them the feedback that they need. Because I think at, at that level, it's, it's too, it's, it's a little too much at that level with women. Like it's, it's, I think some girls and some even grown women would much rather just have a man as a good friend than, than to have a woman as a good friend. Because we can. Yeah, I never understand that. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, women yeah, I are, hear a lot of women say that <laughs> that they just don't have they don't have girlfriends, they don't trust women, um, and I always say, well, what's what's wrong with you <laughs> that you've been surrounded around women that you can't trust? It's like I don't, yeah, I don't buy into that. And I and as far as young girls, like girls in high school. I, the biggest thing that they should have is they should they should be cheering each other on to um, remind like reminding each other to get through school. Like mm-hmm. I, I've always been like, if you are really great in math and you're great in English and you're good in science, like you guys should be helping each other. Like, let me, right. you know, would you, did you study for that test? Do you have, you know, do you, you sure you know the answers for this test? Like they should be sharing that kind of, of information and reminding each other, like, you know, like, okay, you shouldn't go out tonight because we got that test tomorrow. Like you need to be calling right. each other out on stuff. Um, and that, that's what I remind my girls and and take wings, the girls that are um, in high school, like that's what you guys should be doing for each other and not, you know, not tearing each other down, not like y'all should be helping each other because everybody is good at something and everybody's not good at other things. So you guys should be complimenting each other with whoever is good in this subject and you're good in this subject. Y'all should be be a band together. Like you play your instrument well, you teach me that mm-hmm. one. I'll teach you this one, and you know that right. that creates a, a lifetime of friendships. Um, and I don't know if girls are are creating that now. I hope they are. I just want us to win so bad, and I just feel like there's yeah. so much. We have 
we have so much pain and so much insecurities. And if we can just remember that and just be nicer to each other, um, mm-hmm. it would just make a world of difference. It would make a world of difference. And to, and definitely to be honest. And, and, and being honest, that means that sometimes you have to say stuff that your girlfriend doesn't want to hear. Um, right. I know my girlfriends do that to me. All the, You know, we, we do that. And that's why I love them. Like, I could not love them as much as I do if they didn't call me on my bullshit, too. I'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, I can't believe you just said that. And they'd be like, well, it's true. But that's love. <laughs> that, those are friends. If they're not my friends, they're going to let me keep doing crazy stuff or saying crazy stuff because they don't care. Right. They want to see me fail. But my friends, they call me on my shit, and I do the same. That's right. That's what we have to do for each other. We've got to really love each other, which means you have to love yourself. Yep. (laughs) That's where it starts. Yeah. That's where it starts. Yeah. Well, I'm happy you guys are doing this to try to spread that. Absolutely. And we're happy that you were able to join us tonight, so thank you very much. You are welcome. And Karan told me to tell you guys hi. He didn't find a call. That's why we were on. I was like, I can't talk to you now. I'm on the podcast with the twins. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, oh, tell them I said hi. Oh, he's so great to work with on ambition. <laughs> yeah, he's a crazy guy. Well, we appreciate you. Yeah, thank you guys so much for um, inviting me. Thank you. I wish you much success. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if you remember, but do you remember being on years ago with us? On this We've been doing this for years. Yes. Uh-huh. We've been doing this for two years now, and you were our guest. Remember. This was years ago, on the in the early that probably days. was pre Lola. <laughs> oh yeah, it was right? definitely yeah, 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 definitely yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I don't remember definitely. much past those days. <laughs> <laughs> she took all my brain power. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Well, have a wonderful holiday. Are you coming home for Thanksgiving? I'm not. I'm going to be right here. We can't travel. Oh, oh gotcha. COVID. COVID. Yes. Yeah, yep. The world. It's yes, it has. Everything. Yeah. So no, yeah. I won't be home for Thanksgiving because I cannot travel. Mm, well, I think that'll be safer though for everybody. Yeah, yeah. it will be. It will be. Yep. Well, have a great so day off. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a all great right. holiday. Yeah. Well, we'll do. All right, ladies. Thank you. Okay. Have a good night. Have a great okay. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you guys for tuning in with us. It was a great conversation with Miss Terry Vaughn. She, oh my goodness, it was so many great 
points that she made tonight, um, really great information. Um, please share this podcast with your friends. Um, let them all know, especially young girls and, and women. I mean, I know sometimes we, we talk about young girls as if it starts, I, I really believe some of, some of our issues start at that age when we're teens or even younger. And some women, by the time they're grown, they're still dealing with a lot of these issues. Right. Um, Mm-hmm. So just share it with all women, all females, I should say, whether they're young teens or adult women. Just um, share the podcast. This was really great. A lot of great I mean, points came out of tonight's conversation. Um, so, Denise, tell them really quickly how they can follow us on social media. Really quickly, you can follow us on Facebook with Beauty Talk Online Radio on uh, Twitter with beauty underscore talk and on Instagram with beauty underscore talk underscore media. And you can follow Denise and I both on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram uh, by our names at Janice Tunnell, J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And I'm Denise Tunnell, D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. Great. And then don't forget, um, if you want to know more about Terry's um, Take Wings Foundation. It's takewings.org. That's T-A-K-E-W-I-N-G-S dot O-R-G. Um, yes. Just want to say happy Thanksgiving to um, everyone that's listening to us. And for those who are listening to the back, have a wonderful and safe Thanksgiving holiday. I'm going to shout out really quickly uh, Sharon Tina and Jennifer Ivy. And there's another person that's listened online, um, and they've been listening um, a lot since we did the um, the Black Creatives Experience series. I just don't know who it is, 404 number. So I'm just going to say thank you to the 404-444 person um, for tuning in every single Sunday. I appreciate your support. We have a faithful Texas listener who listens every Sunday night. Thank you for your continued support. Um, and we're excited about this this new series that we're doing. So um, just continue to follow us on social media, and we'll introduce who our next guest will be for next Sunday night. With that being said, everyone, have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Again, happy Thanksgiving. Good night. <laughs>